Hi, I'm Carlin Holbrook. I'm a John Maxwell team certified coach, teacher, trainer, speaker, published author, and influencer with more than 25 years of global leadership experience. If there's one thing I've seen firsthand time and time again, it's that the best leaders inspire others to follow their purpose and their passions, while the influence of a bad leader can literally tear down people's potential. Join me for a few sips of leadership tips that will help you become a better leader by first conquering the hardest person to lead, you. A mentor of mine once told me that to be a leader, you don't have to have the good ideas. You just have to be able to recognize the good ideas and then get out of your team's way and help them foster and cultivate and plan and and drive strategy and such. And I truly believe that that is leadership because there are some days where I feel like, man, I've lost my creativity. I don't have any good ideas. My brain is mush. You know, there's just so many things going on. You get pulled into so many different directions. And then I remind myself that my the better role that I could play for my team, for my business, for other people, for the organization is to recognize, to listen, to motivate, and to hopefully inspire. And I know sometimes that can be difficult to do. And to really, you know, I want to hone in really on listening, paying attention, because truly, Good ideas can come from anywhere. I watched a movie just recently on Hulu called Flamin' Hot. And I have to be honest, like it kept coming up in my queue, like recommendations, but usually the algorithm on most of those streaming platforms don't seem to know me very well. It's just like sometimes I'll recommend things and I'm like, how did you get that out of what I've watched on here? But okay, um, Netflix, you're drunk. But anyway, um, I, I the movie poster itself was kind of odd to me but then I was like okay Ava Longoria directed it's based on a true story and then um, I had a couple co-workers recommend it and then I saw we use slack a lot at work um, and there were some people you know people on the slack channel one of our slack channels that suggested it so anyway it was starting to pop up around me and I was like all right I'll give it a chance Um, And I loved it. It was such a good movie. It was like a feel-good movie. It had such a great message to it. Um, I won't spoil it, but if you read the synopsis, you'll learn that it is based on where the idea for Flamin' Hot Cheetos and like a lot of the hot um, Doritos and different kinds of products that came out of Frito-Lay came from in um, late 80s, early 90s. and, And it's about essentially the janitor coming up with the idea and but it's more than that it's about his story it's about his fights and his you know where he got to his perseverance the way he he took initiative to learn to you know somebody took him under his wing as a mentor I mean there's just all these really cool like leadership lessons in this movie and um and a lot of people in the, in the media are like, oh, it's not really a true story. He didn't really come up with the idea. It was created in a lab in Texas, not in California. Oh, I don't know. I mean, whatever. Like, to me, that doesn't take away from it was a good, it was a feel-good movie. It was great storytelling. And again, I thought the message was pretty amazing that any idea can literally come from anywhere. And what was a shame, but you see it so often, is these, you know, the, the suits, if you will. And again, this is back in the day when I think most business people were still wearing suits. I know a lot of a lot of businesses don't these days, especially in the U.S. Um, 
w- didn't want to listen. Like, why would we listen to that guy? He's the janitor. He's the lowest man on the totem pole. He sweeps for a living. He's not going to have the next big billion-dollar idea, you know. And there was a lot of naysayers. And what I loved is, and Tony Shalhoub was brilliant as uh, the CEO of Frito-Lay. He paid attention and then you learn in the story, and again, sorry if there's spoilers, so turn me off and go watch the movie and then come back. But I have to use some examples in order to illustrate what I'm, the message I'm trying to, to share with you all today. And Tony Shalhoub plays this role brilliantly because he saw himself in that person. He was a classic kind of the rags to riches type story. And um, so he paid attention and he believed in it. And there was this one scene where they're in this boardroom and they have, you know, uh, the the, the janitor. I'm going to keep calling him the janitor because, it, it, again, demonstrates the point. He doesn't have a degree. He doesn't even have a high school diploma. He doesn't have all this fancy education, but he knows his people. He knows there's a, a market for for the Hispanic population that these companies at the time weren't paying attention to. And what do they like? They want to put hot sauce on everything. I mean, I put hot sauce on everything, so I get them. I see this. Again, I'm from Southern California. This took place in Southern California, too, so it was a little piece of home for me in a way. And um, I love, though, that he still had the courage. He still did it, and he went for it because it's like, well, what do you have to lose, right? Just go for it and share your ideas. And, and he, there was definitely setbacks, as there is in any good movie and drama, right? You have to have the, the antagonist, the protagonist, you know, and there's got to be a little bit of conflict and tension so you can have the resolution. But um, he didn't give up. And I thought about that in terms of, like, all of us. Like, how often do we give up on our ideas where we have a thought and then we dismiss it as, oh, well, I'm sure somebody else has a better idea. Or, well, it's not my place to have that idea. I don't have a seat at the table. Or one of my personal favorites is, well, I'm not in a creative role. So that's like for the creative people or the content creators or those people over there. And it's like creativity comes from everywhere. And you could be an accountant. Okay, I'm not... I'm not saying creative accounting is a good idea. I'm saying you could be in a finance role and be creative. You could be in any kind of role and be creative. And if you have an idea, even if it's for someone else's department or someone else's role or whatever job, go talk to them. Why not share those ideas? What's the worst that can happen? They say, no, thank you, and move on. Oh, I mean, okay. Sometimes it's okay to accept that. And other times... Like in the movie's case, you know, it this was a good idea. And it was just he needed to get into the ear of the right person that would would hear it and recognize it and, you know, put mo- throw money at it to make it happen. And it did take a lot more than that. He did reach a lot of obstacles and other people were trying to, you know, haters were trying to throw some obstacles in his way so it wouldn't succeed just because it came from him and not them. And that's going to happen to all of us. That's going to happen to anybody out there who has a dream, who has an idea, who has a thought. You have to get past that and you have to push past that. And don't let things stop you. Now, I will say there's got to be some parameters. There's got to be some guardrails. Don't make mis- don't mistake what I'm saying as you need, you can, oh, it's okay if you step on people to, as long as you get your dream, your idea out there. That's not okay either. I'm just saying is that, like, again, go watch this movie if you haven't already and see that there are going to be people that maybe don't agree or don't like it, but that – but it shouldn't keep you from at least expressing it, having the courage to put your ideas and your thinking out there. You, 
anyway, let's get into some sips because this kind of leads into my first sip, which is ditch that hierarchical mindset. My my VP has said many times to our interns and our entire team that someone had once told him that a VP had said, I don't talk to interns. I don't take audience with interns, if you will, like have meet and greets with interns. And he's like, if anybody says that to you, tell them to come see me. And I love that he says that because it's like, yes, whoever said that they're too good to talk to an intern wow, right? Like, what is wrong with you? Talk about like the worst leadership ever. Nobody, you are not too good for anybody. I don't care what fancy title or letters you have after your name. You are no better than another human being. And I don't even care if you have 30, 40 years of experience under your belt. I've worked at, I've worked at my company for 28 years. But when people come in and they're in their first six months as an intern, are you kidding? That's the people I want to talk to and want to mentor and want to give advice to. We should be willing and open our arms to everybody and anybody to help them, especially if you do have experience and expertise and you kind of been there, done that. Why wouldn't you want to pass on your knowledge to the next generation? I just, I agree with him. I think it's a terrible thing. And I, and I love that he tells people, like, if anyone says that, come see me. So that hierarchical mindset, I think, so often keeps us in a box and keeps us from being willing to share from our hearts and share ideas because, oh, no, I can't possibly speak in a room of executives because I'm, you know, just a lowly manager or, oh, gosh, I'm an intern or I'm a, you know, whatever your level is, couldn't possibly, you know, speak to, you know, the CEO because I'm just lowly this. You know, these these hierarchies were created because – I get that there needs to be some semblance of organization um, for when you have, um, you know, big like companies, et cetera. It's more for decision making. It's for accountability, et cetera. But again, to me, hierarchy is a mindset, not a title. So just because you have that title doesn't mean that you should create a culture where everybody feels like I can't speak except to my peer group or below. And even below me, you know, a lot of people are like, no, thank you. I'm only going to speak to people who can get me somewhere. So the mindset is toxic. And when people don't operate in a flatter kind of construct, and I mean that more as a mindset then you are taking people's voice away. They're not going to feel comfortable sharing ideas. They're not going to want to come forward and and actually have the next big idea like flaming Hot Cheetos. And how sad and wrong would that be? All right, second sip. Kind of leads into my first, but no human is better than you. And you're not better than anyone else. You might make better choices than some people. Yeah, I think about my brother. He's in prison because he murdered somebody. That was a bad decision. But me as a human, I'm not any better than him. I just made better choices, different choices. So I'm going to say that in that sense. So, okay, that's a drastic um, example that I know a lot of you probably don't have in your lives like I do. But that doesn't, again, make me better. It's, uh, no human is better than anybody else, period. We are all the same. We all are mortal. We all, you know, pick an adage, right? We all put our pants on one leg at a time. We all wake up in the morning with bad breath. I mean, we all stink behind our ears. Whatever, I've heard them all. But it's true. No other human is better than you. I don't care where they are in the hierarchy of some organization, whatever that organization is, academia or private or public sector, doesn't matter. 
just keep that in mind. And when you start to get those thoughts of imposter syndrome, because we all have them, I have them too, where you start to worry about what other people think of you, you start to worry about, well, who am I? I'm no good at this. And there's a thousand other people better at this than me. And why would anybody want to listen to me? Or, you know, yeah, we, we all battle those negative thoughts in our heads. But that's just what it is. It's negative thoughts that we're making up stories to tell ourselves, as Brene Brown would say. So hit the pause button when that stuff happens and say, no, there's no other human better than me. I don't care how much money they have or don't have. I don't care how high on a pecking order they are or they, you don't. I don't care if they're behind a pulpit or not. Like, they're still all humans. We're all humans, and nobody's better. All right, final sip. The flame and hot spot is when leaders are humble. Humility is so critical to leadership because humility is also knowing that when, you know, the next generation that's coming into the workforce, they're going to have new and different ideas. They're going to have like brand ways of thinking. Sometimes they don't. Sometimes it'll be something and you'll want to go, oh, we tried that 10 years ago. It didn't work or whatever. And, and I get that. I see that myself too and feel those things. But does it, does it hurt or harm or help to actually say that out loud? I mean, if you see them going down a bad path and it's like, oh, if you if we do this, it's going to, you know, not go well because here's some learning. That's different than just shutting down ideas and shutting down their optimism, their inspiration. We really got to make sure that we we stay humble and recognize that again, all ideas can come from everywhere and you don't have all the best ideas and you may not have the most modern ideas. And it may not feel comfortable to you. You know, I know I've talked a lot about this whole, you know, return to office and being in a building versus working remote and all of that. And a lot of that is generational comfort. It's, you know, people who work that way for so long and saw the benefits of, well, but we're in person and we're together and that's where creativity and collaboration and such come from. Then you have another generation coming in saying, yeah, but you can think differently, get the same thing accomplished and think differently. I also just believe that everything needs to be more balanced, that it doesn't need to be far this way, far that way, come to middle and work through some of that. Get in person when it makes sense, be intentional, be purposeful, but but listen to younger generations of how they communicate too. And, and it's a virtual world and Zoom is a thing and you can be intentional and still be a good leader and be remote. You can still be a good leader and have great, great communication and using virtual tools. So it's about humbly recognizing that maybe I need to evolve my skills and my thinking. Just because this is the way we've always done it, and I'm using air quotes when I say that, or just because that's something that works for me doesn't mean that it works for my team. You need to ask them. You need to question them. Like, what is it that would make sense for you? How can you be your best self? That is the epitome of leadership is and inclusion. See, people keep thinking inclusion means everybody gets the same and everything's fair across the board. Well, that's there's no such thing as that. What, what true inclusion means is the individuals allowing them to each have a voice and express themselves and lean into like the environment that's going to help them be successful. What inclusion and fairness is, is that you do that for all of your people, but it's going to look different person to person. And I realized that, oh, that's tight. That makes me exhausted. It's just easier if we just say, hey, everybody this way. Yeah, that's easier. 
but that's not the right thing to do. How would you feel if people do that to you? Be the leader that you want to be led by, right? Support, enable, and again, be open to new ideas. We can't judge a book by its cover. I, I, that's an old saying, but it's so true, right? Like, I judged this movie by a movie poster and thought, oh, that's an odd movie poster. And I don't know. It looked, I, I honestly thought it was going to be like a cheesy soap opera like rom-com kind of thing. And I like some rom-coms, but they're not always my favorite. And then, you know, when I gave it a chance and got through it, I realized, wow, there's so many great messages in this. That, you know, there's just, there were so many opportunities to remind all of you and remind myself, like, wow, you know, dream it. When you have a dream or an idea, go for it. Push it. You know, there's no such thing as just a janitor. There's no such thing as just a waiter, just a valet, just a food service person, just a, just a, just a. Get that word or that phrase out of your vocabulary. You are just as good and just as amazing as anybody else regardless of their education regardless of their level everything I believe that God made us all and made us all in his image and every individual that was born there's never been a you and there's never going to be another you so no matter what you do as an occupation or whatever that looks like or you know your stay-at-home mom dad doesn't matter because you're, you have ideas, you have wonderful thoughts and dreams and aspirations, and you got to go for it. Because again, there's no such thing as just a, uh, there's you. And that is more than enough. Thank you for having a cup of coffee with me. For more sips and tips, connect with me on social and follow Leader Sips on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Pinterest. And don't forget to visit my website, carlinholbrook.com. Until next time, keep on brewing.